What's going on, guys? You are on the sidelines with the sideline guys. I am your host, Derek Myers. We have uh, Rick Sincere with us again from MTMV. What's going yeah, on, bro? Yeah, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Just a little. Uh, I feel a little bit better now. Uh, that 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 uh, first half of the Eagles game kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, but much better after after last night's ending. Bro, I completely understand. I already know how it is. You know, to watch your team just be garbage for an extended period of time and then just keep telling yourself, you know, this is just a preseason. It's just a preseason. It's not yeah. that real. It's not live. We're not using our schemes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, All our weapons aren't here and, you know, we're not taking it that serious and we don't want to make <laughs> 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 we're one and two in the preseason right now, but you know, Ravens, like I said, the Ravens, um, they kept their little streak going. That's, you know, cute for them. That's, that's nice. Um, no, I think they're 16 and no now. Are they 16 or 12? I, I think it's 16. Well, that's incredible, man. Yeah. Just like, yeah, we don't lose in the preseason fam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what? Uh, so, <clears throat> did you watch any of the games last night? Yeah, I had a chance to watch um, some snippets. I actually, only watched um, you know portions of the game, so I didn't go deep into the Patriots game last night. Um, but I did get a chance to see Patriots versus the Carolina Panthers, and um, I have some opinions about that. Uh, I got Patriots a chance to see war. a little bit, um, at least the Eli Manning portion of the <laughs> um, Bengals versus the Giants, and and there's some you know I have some takes from that as well. So, um, I mean, you know, I got a chance to watch a little bit. I'm still waiting to watch, you know, all the preseason games. I missed the Atlanta game. I heard, you know, they they took a beating. They're Atlanta. Um, what do you expect? Yeah, man, I don't know what's going on with them, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, what do you expect? I mean, I expect better. <laughs> <laughs> I just expect better, man. Like, um, and, and the crazy part is, I mean, I'm a Saints fan, so I love to watch them be garbage. But like, I just expect more. But it's still the preseason. Like, like you know, most people are saying this is preseason. This don't count. So yeah. maybe they're saving their best blocking for the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was actually just having this conversation the other day. I don't put too much into preseason in terms of record and and um, things like that. It's mainly just watching to see what your secondary guys can do, like. The second unit, third unit, what what are they capable of doing, and you know, plugging them where they need to be. That's all I care about. And and I had my doubts about Josh McCown, um, but I was glad to see what he did in the second half. So it makes me a little bit better. Um, but we'll get we'll get into all that later. Uh, what what were your thoughts on the uh, Patriots Panthers game? Because we saw a Man. lot of injuries last night. Yeah, we did. Um, okay, so first off, Cam still has to. He, he still that line in Carolina still needs to be beefed up a little bit. Right, right. Kyle Van Van Noy just got in backfield. He, I mean, he hit. Cam so clean so fast it was crazy man mm -hmm. um, and they they he seemed to be under duress a lot last night so Cam was under duress um, a ton and it wasn't. 
what you expected to see from that Carolina offensive line, or at least the Carolina team. I expected to see a few more um, explosive plays. Mm-hmm. We've heard a lot about Curtis Samuel this offseason and, you know, what he's going to do this season. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance to see a lot from him. Um, DJ Moore is supposed to be, you know, oh, this is his year. You're going to see a lot of development. Um, you know, I didn't quite see that as much. Christian McCaffrey is ready oh, right of course. now. Yes. Yeah. He's ready right he's, now. He's, he's the he's probably the most um, steady um portion of their other offense right now yeah when he gets on the field um it's legit greg Olson looked pretty decent last night um but just cam was under duress man and so normally when i like when i watch a team and i really see a standout i mean it's clear it's, it's crystal clear and christian mccaffrey is that guy tom looked good last night on the other on the other side of the ball he didn't have any real weapons right like mm-hmm. he nobody was there but all the weapons for tom brady will be there when the season starts. So last night, there was no Edelman. There was no Nikhil Harry. There was no Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. And Josh Gordon, at least for, you know, the first five games, well, I'm sorry, the first two games, should be there this year, right? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how long he can go without drinking. But <laughs> if he's there, then then they have a whole different wide receiver core than they had last night. And so last night, you know, they're just shuffling out, you know, this one particular rookie. And then they have, uh, what's my guy from, golly, I forgot that guy's name, man. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Um, I forgot the other wide receiver they had, but they, they brought him in. Um, and so I just expect. Oh, Demarius Thomas. No, no, not Thomas. And we didn't see Thomas last night either. Yeah. Right. It was. Um, so, I mean, I, I just. I liked what I saw from the Patriots. There is no real replacement for for Gronk. Like, like I didn't see any real replacement for Gronk. They have been Benjamin Watson out there. He's a, a former Saint tight end, and mm-hmm. he's you know he normally man Ben is you know Ben is strong and Ben is surprisingly athletic for his um you know for his age and and he'll hold up, mm-hmm. but he's not spectacular. He, he's right. just not a, a spectacular. Um, tight end anymore. He's a serviceable tight end, but not spectacular. So, I, I, you know, there's a lot that, that's needed there. And the name I was looking for before was Philip Dorsett. Dorsett. I forgot he yeah. was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dorsett had a, he had a good game last night. Dorsett had a good game. He, he wasn't, um, he wasn't spectacular either, but he looked like a player that Tom can turn into a viable um, threat. And he, he he came in really hyped up because of his speed when he was, you know, when he was drafted, it was first round draft pick, came in hyped in off speed, mm-hmm. but, um, and never really panned out anywhere else he's been. But with Tom last year, he was serviceable. This year looks to be another year where he'll be serviceable as well, probably as that fourth receiver or third receiver if any of the other ones go down. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually not um, concerned about New England's offense. Their offense should be. Their offense should be really good this year. Um, their defense took a hit yesterday, just overall yesterday. Um, Patrick Chung got indicted on cocaine charges, and Brandon King tore his quad last night. Um, so that's going to be the um, the biggest question for them uh, is uh, is their defense, in, in my opinion. Uh, I think I think they'll be able to get whatever they need to do. You know, I, I know Gronk is going to be 
gone, so you can't really replace him. But I think they'll they'll get what they need from their tight end position. So I'm not worried about that about their offense at all. Their defense is what's going to be the most concerned right now. Bro, your brother was out there last night, Jacoby Myers. <laughs> I was I was wondering what he was going to do. He dropped a couple of balls. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yo, yeah, Jeff, but happy about this, man. <laughs> yeah, I chewed him out already. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> no, but real talk, man. They um the the Patriots offense looks pretty good. Sony Michelle looked good last night. Yeah, he looked real good. I, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Sony looked real good. James White didn't really have a chance to go off, but you know his normal role as that third down receiving mm-hmm. back, and so he'll play those roles. It's a role he's been playing for years now. I don't see him losing any steam on that. But he could lose some of those those touches to Sony because Sony Michelle looked like a for real legit you know RB one last night. Yeah, and I was I was really happy to see how he's you know doing in that offense. But bro, to be honest with you, you know what this is with the Patriots. Yeah, they if they're not playing very great, you know, defense from the media where our defense from the whole league where, I mean, this is the game now. You mm-hmm. don't know our receiving core at mm-hmm. all because you haven't really got a chance to see them. Mm-hmm. You haven't had a chance to see Nicole Harry, Josh Gordon, and Julian Edelman all on the field at the same time along with Sonny Michelle and James White. Right. You haven't seen that yet. And because you haven't seen it, right, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when that's the situation for real? And if Josh Gordon is anywhere near his old self, then it's going to be at least something you have to deal with and prepare for. That coupled with those other little pieces, right, like a Philip Dorsett, that could be extremely helpful. And, and the Patriots could be in line for another Super Bowl run. I'm not yeah. going to say win yeah. because it just seems too daunting right now. What's going on in Kansas City just seems too much, like yeah. too much. What's happening in Cleveland seems like it'll be a lot, you know. And what's going on in in, um, in Los Angeles with the Chargers, it seems like it'll be a lot to overcome, but they're probably geared up for another Super Bowl run. I'll say that. Yeah, I think they will. I, I'm not. I'm not worried about them overall because um, I think they'll be right there with Kansas City and 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 the Chargers uh, and, and the AFC. I'm not worried about them. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, um, Carolina. You just talked about their offensive line not not looking, you know that great uh what did you see from cam newton that that throwing arm did you see uh, anything that you liked or did that just kind of yeah so when i when i looked at cam i didn't see i didn't see a lot of power in that arm Mm -hmm. he looked he looked you know he looked regular it didn't look like you know prime time cam newton but that might have been just the throws he selected to to throw yesterday because mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of downfield attempts. He didn't actually have a lot of time to go downfield <laughs> um, long at all. There was there was some dump offs to um, Greg Olson. Um, I thought that was I thought the throws that were in the short to in, intermediate range were good throws, mm-hmm. and I thought they were accurate and they had enough power to get there. You know, you didn't see that crazy bullet action from um, Cam Newton last night. At the same time, it didn't look like that was the part of his game that was on display last night. Yeah. It just seemed like um, what he wanted to do is just get the arm moving, um, stuff like that. Now, the crazy part is where the boot come from, 
and when was it implemented? Like, at what point were um, was there a need to put him in a boot? Uh, he has. They just came out earlier today and said that he has a um, a midfoot sprain. Um, I didn't actually. I didn't even. I didn't watch the game, so I didn't even see the play that uh, that 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 hit took place on. Um, but he was out. I think early in the first quarter. I don't even think he. I don't even think that he played too long, but they they they're optimistic that he's going to be ready for week one. Um, with a mid mid foot sprain, I mean you don't want to play around with that too much. So I wouldn't be shocked to see if he misses out, you know, week one or two of the season, and it comes back around three or four. Um, but who's their backup quarterback? That's Will Greer. Oh yeah so- yeah yeah. yeah. If you remember, like everybody was excited about putting him in the draft because he's, you know, somewhat of a sleeper. He was somebody who was going to be high. He was a really, really, you know, highly sought after prospect coming out of, um, coming out of, co- I mean, coming out of high school into college. He did well in college. Mm-hmm. He just kind of fell off towards the end. And when they drafted him, people were like, "Yo, this could be some competition for Cam, or this could be a good, you know." person to come in in case cam's injury prevents him from playing in the beginning of the season so we're will greer was somebody who people were excited about now the question is what will he be at west virginia he was great but what will he be in the nfl i i gotta be honest with you man i don't know what to expect but what i can say is if you remember last year and i said this at the end of last year if you remember last year bro Mm -hmm. every panthers quarterback who came in Mm -hmm. Did well, yeah. Because that offense is so easy to to take in. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they were picking up bag boys and they came, threw them in, and <laughs> they were rolling. Yeah, they beat the brakes off the Saints in that last game. And That's I don't want to hear anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. real defense was out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Carolina will be okay. I just um. My only concern for them right now is uh, is their offensive line. And I thought they kind of got that squared away. I really did. Um, but, I mean, hey, to be honest with you, man, Calvin Noy, is like, it's, it's not like he's just a horrible player. No, so he, not at all. So he came off the edge well. He got hurt last night for a second. So after he made that big sack on Cam, he went down for a minute and – um, you know, they they were concerned, but then he hopped back up. He kind of walked it off, and then they let him. He came back in the game at some point. So I don't fully expect the Patriots to be, you know, done. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't expect him to be done, right? But I don't know, man. At the end of the day, um, I think the Patriots will, will still be what they were before. Yeah. I think, I think they'll still be what they were before if Josh Gordon – if Josh Gordon, this this is what it comes down to for me, can Josh Gordon last at Kenny last, and Kenny be his old self at any point in the season, right? Can Julian Edelman come back and be who he was towards the end of last season, and then on top of that, right, can the kill Harry? He has somewhat of an injury right now. Can he overcome it and then start off the season hot and live up to his full potential in his rookie season? If all those things work out. And can Sonny Michelle be what I think he'll be based on what I saw last night? And if all those things work out, yeah, Patriots will be fine. Let me ask you something. Uh, 
Josh Gordon, would you uh, would you take him in your fantasy uh, draft? What I take Josh Gordon in my fantasy draft? Yeah, uh, is that something that you would yeah, uh, be willing to do? I would late I round, would, and I would take him towards um, the last round, second to last round. Yeah, maybe. Um, I may target him late because. Josh Gordon represents for a lot of fantasy players. He represents that deep sleeper, or he represents. I mean, some people w- would take him early, and I think early he's fool's goal. Mm-hmm. But I think late he's fine because most of those guys you take it towards the end of your draft, you may cut them anyway. Yeah, yeah, especially the last two to three rounds. Right. Yeah. So unless you know, one of those might be your kicker. So. Maybe you won't kick that. You won't, um, you know, <laughs> drop that person. Yeah. But, man, I'll be honest with you. I may even pull a Josh Gordon in the last round. If I don't have a kicker, I may get a Josh Gordon instead. <laughs> right? Just kind of yeah. waiting for the reports that either he's playing or he's not playing. Yeah. my uh, Actually, one of my uh, in one of my leagues already, I, 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 um, I had, um, I think, my last – no, my second to last pick was actually Corey Davis uh, from Tennessee. And after the draft ended, I started thinking about it. I was like, well, hold on. Let me go back and look. I looked at Josh Gordon, you know, just looked at his projections. I looked at Corey Davis. I'm like, well, there's no need for Corey Davis in all honesty. Let me just stash Josh Gordon just in case. You know, you can use him for uh, a trade bait later on or something like that. Um or actually keep him. So I'm I'm I have him in one of my leagues already. Uh just thinking about what the possibilities could be because um he had he has a high ceiling, a very high ceiling this year. Hopefully if if he's able to stay on the field, I think he'll be able to um he'll be able to put a lot of those doubters uh to rest. He won't. <laughs> <laughs> He he won't put those doubters to rest unless he can go through an entire season without being, without having to meet with the commissioner, without sending in the letter, without um you know taking off a few games to get himself together or leaving randomly for personal reasons. <laughs> like every time he leaves randomly, we know he's going back into a rehab or something. Like it's not like. It, <laughs> Yo, my dude has a problem, problem. Like, he got a real, for real issue. And because he has this legit, for real issue, it's like, yo, what are you going to do? If you can make it through an entire season, then, yeah, maybe I'll believe the fact that we can do this. But he ain't made it through a season in a minute, bro. And it's so, been a and, long time. Yeah, and every time, and I don't know if he's ever made it through a season. I'm going to be dead honest with you. So, and every time he gets close or he's right there or it's been three good games, next thing you know, he's leaving for, you know, personal reasons. After a really good game, too. Yeah, so <laughs> I can't I can't I can't I can't rock with him yet. Like I'm I'm kinda on that I'm I don't want to go full Chris Carter in this situation because Chris Carter be like laying that slam down. He'd be like, yo, he does. You got alcohol it's called alcoholism. <laughs> you ain't <laughs> You can't beat that demon. Like I fight every day. I'm like, like, man, that's that's real. But um I thought his bro, issue was weed though. Nah, it's alcohol too. Is it? Wow. He got several problems. But with him, 
as I look at as I look at Josh, man, bro, I, I really don't know, man. I I really I will pick him in my fantasy team. I will select him, but it'll be late if at all. It'll be late if at all. I'm also picking up Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to him in a second. <laughs> but let me ask you about another guy then. Okay. Um, what do you think the the odds are that New York decides to go, go all in on Daniel Jones? Yo, so this is a great question. Um, last night I watched Eli and I watched Daniel for a little while. Mm-hmm. And bro, Eli is motivated. Now he yeah. don't got no he don't have no receivers. <laughs> yeah. None. Yeah. Right? Like he ain't got no receivers. But <laughs> I mean, you know, I know they signed Golden Tate, but he won't I be mean, there for the first they, month. Right. So he, he has his own little situation going on right now. Um, but Eli is motivated and he is throwing the ball. Like if you heard the announcer that was like Eli Manning is throwing with great velocity nowadays. Um, <laughs> bro, Eli's so motivated. On one, so um, Gallman was the running back last night, right? Uh-huh. So because Gallman's the running back, and for those who don't remember, it's Wayne Gallman. He was like this sleeper darling maybe two years ago in fantasy before Saquon Barkley came into the picture. Mm-hmm. So um, so it's Wayne, Gar- uh, Wayne Gallman gets this pitch. He takes it. Off to the um, off to the left side, right? Hmm. And he's running, and <laughs> because of the way, that, well, actually, no, he came in to the right and then realized he had to bounce it. So as soon as he bounced it out um, to the left side, man, guess who was lead blocking for him? No, Eli Manning. Are you like, serious, Come on, bro? <laughs> I'll lead the way. And he's out there blocking cornerbacks one on one, like I'm not playing. Eli is not taking this light. And you should have saw how he was running. I know, you know, I've seen Eli run, you know, before, like in the pocket. It don't look like he can move. Nah. Bro, I don't know who Eli hooked up with on the offseason, but Eli was running. And he was running well. And you know that's a part of Daniel um, Jones' game. Yeah, yeah. And so Eli added, I guess, I don't know how well he'll run out of the pocket, but in that lead blocking situation, he was going. He's, he threw the ball extremely well last night. He threw it extremely well, and he looked like a player with a live arm. Like, he looked like he had a live arm, and he was ready to go. Um, you know, same for Tom, too. I just got to say that. But, yeah, he looked like he had a live arm. So, in essence, I don't see him handing over the reins of this job to this young rookie. I don't see it, even though Daniel Jones himself has looked good. Now, that the kid looks pretty decent. Now, mm-hmm. it is preseason. But he looks decent. I can't. I can't say. I know I told the jokes too. Everybody did. Yeah. But I mean, he looks decent. Like he looks like a player. He looks like an Eli. He, he feels like Eli to me. So with really? a little bit more mobility, and he looks like a game manager. Somebody who, you know, maybe not spectacular. Maybe we'll have arguments for years about him being elite or not elite. But he looks at least decent, right? So overall. I still, but looking at Eli, looking at him, I don't see them handing over the reins this year. I just don't. Unless, unless a quarterback goes down somewhere. And if a quarterback goes down somewhere, Eli could be a trade candidate. At that point, then we see, you know, this kid as a possibility. 
you know how I feel about them. I, I I told you already. I think that they should go ahead and trade Eli and 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 go ahead and just throw uh, throw Daniel Jones in the fire. I mean, I think I think personally, I think it would be good if you're able to get an offensive lineman, like a really good offensive lineman for Eli, and uh, beef up that that line a little bit. Uh, that would be my that would be my goal if I'm going to trade Eli, but I wouldn't be mad if they decided to keep Eli for another year and just let Daniel Jones just you know sit on, on the bench and, and and take notes. I wouldn't be mad at that, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset at uh, at them trading Eli and, and starting Daniel though. But what are your thoughts on on drafting Eli this year? That's a good question too. So where where will I pull a Eli Manning? Eli is another one of those guys that I'm a, I can pull late. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have many weapons at all, right? Well, I'll say this: if you're they drafting make... quarterbacks any, if you're drafting quarterbacks early this year, that's really dumb. It anyway. may it may be dumb to some people, but I know some people who are going to pull Patrick Mahomes first round. I know people who are going to go out and try to get you know, um, a Baker Mayfield a little bit earlier than most people would, right? There are quarterbacks out there yeah. who people think are worth it because now these quarterbacks, they're young, they have live arms, and they have weapons. And so when you look at guys like Baker Mayfield, guys like um, guys like Patrick Mahomes, these guys are, oh, and even guys like Deshaun Watson, for those of you who still believe, they're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> there are some people who stop believing in Deshaun. But um, oh, that's but, dumb. but but there's some live arms out there, and if you're in a league where touchdowns from quarterbacks or passing touchdowns count for six points, just like rushing touchdowns, then you may be looking at a situation where you know you're you're selecting at that point the highest score on your team. Yeah. Now, granted, you can get great quarterbacks late, and some people are looking at because Drew will probably go later. Drew Brees will probably go later. Then he's been going in, in, you know, drafts in the past because they have a more of an emphasis on the run game and balance and all that kind of stuff. And because of that, Drew's going a little bit later. People stop believing in Tom in fantasy for some ungodly reason. Oh, he went right? undrafted in one of my leagues the other day. Tom, right? Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are no longer believing, you know, anything on Tom Brady because right now they're seeing. If you're looking at the preseason at all, you're seeing Tom Son's weapons. So yeah, this, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a really cool name, um, <laughs> Tom Son's weapon. <laughs> but um, but he has nobody, right? Like he has yeah. nobody there right now except for Sony Michelle. But when you see him in the season, there are three weapons coming, bro. Like, mm-hmm. don't worry, the Patriots are coming with weapons. Um, but yeah, Tom is Tom can possibly go undrafted. So you ask about a guy like Eli, it's like, yo, I don't know because. Later on in the draft, if even if Big Ben's there, right? So even if it's Ben, if it's Phillip Rivers, um, maybe even Rodgers, who people have forgotten about too, right? So if all those guys are still there towards the latter half and Eli's still on the board, I'm probably not picking Eli unless, unless I'm in a two-quarterback league. In a two-quarterback league, I may have to take an Eli. But if I'm in a 10-team league, I can almost guarantee you Eli's going undrafted. Yeah, I, I no one no one drafted him in either one of my drafts this past week. Yeah, yo, I would take a Kyler Murray over a Eli right now. Really? 
Yeah. Because a hundred percent. And and not getting down on Kyler. He's a he's even a rookie. Lamar Jackson. From what you've seen from him in preseason, is that even a target? Kyler Murray? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Because if you're really paying attention to what you saw in that first game, not the second, because I don't know what was going on. But, um, <laughs> the, no, if you watched in the first game, bro, like, he, he feels like a mini Mahomes. Like, like I'm I'm dead serious. <laughs> like, like mini Mahomes, activate. He comes out. <laughs> And he's just throwing like he was throwing darts, man. He was throwing darts, and on top of the, on top of that, he's the thing Mahomes isn't. Mahomes can't run out of the you know can't run out of the pocket. Um, mm-hmm. you know he's he's more of a he's still more of a pocket guy than anything. But this Kyler Murray fella, man, he can really go like he he can burn. So when he escapes out of the pocket, he can really break for a long yardage. But he didn't. He just used his way to break out of the pocket as a you know as a way to open up more time for him to throw. And he was throwing darts in that first game. And he was throwing accurate darts. And that's the thing about Kyler Murray that makes him special. He's not only going to run, right, but when he runs and when he breaks the pocket, he's like a Russell Westbrook in the sense of he's not going to make a lot of stupid mistakes. At least you think so, right? Mm -hmm. So based on what I've seen so far, he won't make a lot of dumb mistakes. And then when he breaks out, he's going to throw an accurate pass to one of his receivers. That was what you saw in the first game. In that second game, what you saw was a rookie who was extremely confused. And <laughs> he just he yeah. showed every and very unproductive. So I'm going to have to look at him this third game. You're going to have to. But every fantasy guru I'm talking about, I mean, I'm talking to, tells me that Kyler Murray is in a dream fantasy football situation, especially as, as a quarterback, because they're going to throw the ball so much in that offense. And they're going to do a lot of one-on, because they're going to have so many receivers on the field, they're going to force defenses into man coverage. And as soon as those linebackers turn their backs or those cornerbacks turn their backs, Colin Murray can break, if he breaks containment, he can go for about 10 to 15 yards. Those 10 to 15 yards are one point or two points um, added to your, your point totals on top of the throwing yardage he's going to have and on top of the touchdowns he's going to have. So Kyler Murray could be in a dream fantasy situation if he lives up to, you know, the billing. So what round would you take him in, then? And, and, are, and are, you take, are you making him your starter or are you making him your bench? No, he's definitely my bench guy. He's okay. definitely my, um, you know, my second, my, like, you know, um, dart throwing at the wall type of situation. Like he's he's not my guy, okay. But he is definitely one of my guys. And so if I'm making if I'm doing strategy stuff, and don't think I don't know what you're doing. But no. uh, what 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 am I doing? <laughs> are you? St- I don't know. I think you're still in our Jada League. Are you going? Are you gonna oh, play with us this year? Uh, I'm wait. I'm just waiting for the invite. It's already there. You're already in the league. It's auto renew. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for the so, draft, bro. I'm ready. All right. So don't don't. Okay. No, no. Anyway. I'm, I'm talking. I'm not. I'm not trying to strategize. I already have my yeah, strategy. I, I'm. I'm literally just asking questions that that the audience might might have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. <laughs> so what kind of what kind of Mary? Um, I look at a guy like him, bro. Honestly, um, I may I may look at him maybe like round eight, nine, ten. Right. 
that early because I don't want I don't want him to land on somebody else's squad. Because if you remember that year of the year of Deshaun Watson was a crazy year, and crazy. whoever do you remember that, that was his crazy. rookie year? Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. And yeah. so initially, nobody believed. Nobody saw it coming. They didn't want to believe. And then, bam, he rattles off like almost five, six games, and he's scoring crazy numbers. Mm-hmm. And whoever had that, you know, whoever had the gumption or whatever it took to go ahead and pull the trigger on him, they got rewarded for it. Um, this is a pre-notion. This is like I'm talking to fantasy guys, you know, around like this fantasy community, bro. Mm-hmm. And they are singing the praises of this Kyler Murray situation. It's almost like, you know, hey, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Wouldn't you want to be ahead of that curve a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's and I not may that be I... wrong, but if I'm wrong, I'm going to just drop him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I doubt Kyler Murray's, uh, Kyler Murray's potential. It's um, this year I want to see. Like, I just want to see what he can do. Like, all last year we watched what uh, Patrick Mahomes was able to do. And that was his first year taking over the offense, right? So, but you know who, you know who won their leagues last year? Everyone that had Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Yeah. And you know why? They saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have Patrick Mahomes in, in one of mine already, so I got him in the third round, actually. They saw it coming, bro. Yeah. They saw it coming. So I'm, I'm hoping and for the same result. I'll tell you, last year, I'm going to tell you who told me about Kyler Murray. It okay. was Will Smith, who's a, uh, one of our correspondents for MTMV. Right, right. He was He's over our um, Kansas City Chiefs podcast. Okay. And he told me he kept talking about Patrick Mahomes. He was like, he was doing these skits, and he was like, "Man, that Alex Smith sure is nice, but when we get that boy Patrick Mahomes in there, it's gonna be something different." <laughs> and I was like, "Huh?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I started watching and, and trying to figure out what the deal was in preseason last year. Mm-hmm. I started checking out Kyler Murray. I mean, not Kyler Murray. I started checking out Patrick Mahomes. Uh-huh. Bro, when I saw that cannon, I was like, oh, snap. He's got like, I mean, you know, pause or whatever, but still, like, I was like, <laughs> yo. Like, that boy can throw. Yeah. He was like, he was like, he say stuff like, man, all the stuff Alex Smith is scared to do, Patrick Mahomes won't be scared. He's going to swing that thing all around that field, and we're going to be marching up and down the field. Ain't no more of this little dink and dunk and dink and dunk. We're going to start moving it. And I was like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in every league I selected him in, bro, like I walked away champ, man. Real talk. So you think that that uh that Kyle Murray can have that same effect this year? Just I'm just specifically talking about this year, not his not his overall yeah. career, but this um, year. Can can Kyle wanna, Murray have that wanna, same effect? He could have he could have fantasy impact. He will not be the MVP of the league. Okay. So he won't have – I don't believe he has 50 um, touchdowns and, you know, over 4,000 yards. I don't see that. But um, I do see – and a lot of – and I asked this question just earlier this week to um, another fantasy football expert over at Thrive Fantasy Sports. Mm. And um, I was asking him, I said, hey, do you believe that Kyler Murray will throw for over 3,500 yards? 
Mm. And he was saying, absolutely, right? No, no, I'm sorry. He said no. He okay. said no. Okay. Because he said they'll be cautious with him, right? Uh. But everybody else I asked, I went, I went on Twitter, asked the same question, and a lot of other fantasy experts were coming out saying they believe that he goes for over 3,500 yards. But what people, what he did say, what the guy from Thrive Fantasy did say, right, um, and his name is Scott Pesic, and what he said was, Bro, like that's right at the edge, though, right? That that three thousand five hundred yards is about right at the edge for him. Okay, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, at the very least, at the very least, he's gonna get you through some weeks, and he's gonna definitely be a great backup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And on top of him being a great backup, for somebody, man, he could be he could be an explosive investment, man. He could be an explosive investment. I bring you back to that year I talked about, yo, two years in a row we've done I've done this so far and, and done well in fantasy. Mm-hmm. First year, it was your boy. You know what I'm talking about. Who? Saints running back. International superstar now. <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Yeah. You remember us on being on debate field and I was like, uh-huh. yo, I'm telling you, this one guy to look out for, Elva Kamara. He's gonna be great. And you was like, okay, right? Yeah. Next thing you know, bam. Now Ivan Kamara's on commercials and all that kind of stuff, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then the next year, I was listening to Will. He was bragging about Mahomes. I was like, all right, bet. I made the Mahomes investment. Mm-hmm. This year, I'm not saying that Kyler Murray's the guy. But I'm saying he's one of the guys I'm going to make an investment in. And so what about Lamar Jackson? Oh, Because okay. he's along so, that, same, that same tier. Yeah, he um the the difference between Lamar and Kyler Murray is the accuracy, right? And a little bit more of the weapons because I feel like um Kyler has some weapons. He has Larry Fitzgerald, which I don't truly you know I don't believe in Larry as much as I used to. Not fantasy wise, right? Um, they yeah. just signed Michael Crabtree. This right. time they signed him for real, for real. Yeah, out of hope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, you know, that may be okay. It depends on how well he picks up the offense. Um, but I just think Kyler's a bit above. He's, he feels a bit above, right, only because of how much they're going to be throwing in that offense. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think in Baltimore, they'll be running the ball a lot more with, you know, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram. and the weapons they have there. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm concerned. I think they're about right at the same mark, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, who are you choosing it's between AD. the two? Say it again. Who are you choosing between the two? Ooh, it's tough, man. Um, I like the relationship between Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. It's tight end. Um, and and Hayden Hurst, right? Like yeah. both of those tight ends have been doing well. Um, there. Um, I like his relationship with Willie Sneed. That's been doing well. Um, we don't know about Hollywood Brown yet. Right. Right. Like you don't really you don't really get it, but Hollywood Brown could be a game breaker. Like he could have a, a outstanding rookie year as well. Man, I was so, so tempted to take him in a later later round. Right, I was so tempted right. to, I, but I, I I left him alone. But I was tempted to get him. He's a later round investment too. That you know yeah. that some people uh, may make and then you know do really well from mm-hmm. because you know I know he'll keep working while Lamar's escaping the pocket. But oh yeah, those tight those tight ends, man. They 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 say a lot. Like I I really like you know the fact that he's starting to develop a little bit. You can see it, mm-hmm. and 
I mean, you know, I think this is a year he kind of explodes. It's his show. And the offense is now built around him. So. And he looks a little bit bigger, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay. I'm. A, you know what? I'm a gut. I'm a. I'll gut check it and say. Um, I would go with Lamar Jackson a little bit over Kyler Murray. He's yeah. He's a little bit more of a of a you know for sure thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that I don't like his accuracy. Mm-hmm. I just don't. It's not. It's not quite where I think it needs to be yet. Yeah. Um, but I still think he'll have a pretty good season, and plus all the running yards you're gonna get is a definite. That's a definite good investment. That's the reason why I'm asking because both of them can run. Yeah. Both of them can run, so that that that's going to be the interesting uh, factor between those two guys. Ah, man. And they both have good running backs, but I think the offense the the offense with Calamari or with the Cardinals is set up a little bit more for throwing the ball right. a lot, right? And they're going to throw it a lot. Which it's I also think... about whose line you trust more too. Right, right, right. Um, I kind of trust a lot more in Baltimore. Yeah. Than I do in Arizona. Um, yeah, that's a, another reason why I uh, didn't jump on uh, getting David Johnson so early. Dude, I don't know when to pull David right now. That's, I was just that's thinking about him as mark. I was talking. I'm like, I don't know when to pull him. Question when are you mark. Pulling him? Uh, if if he's still available, um, I would probably go for him around four or five. Mm. I'm not. I'm not sold yet. And it's nothing to do with his ability or his uh, or his health. It's literally all on that offensive line. Not for me. It's a lack of burst. I just haven't seen that that DJ burst I used to see. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch him play, um, I just don't see the burst. I see, you know, you remember watching Gronk run? Yeah. Oh, in the Super Bowl. And it felt kind of painful. It felt really. His last year was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Running, yeah, and that's not the same. DJ's not there, right? But I know you remember that patience and then this burst. Yeah, right. Patience and then a burst. He kind of felt like a mini version of Lev Bell, right? Because Mm -hmm. he was able to be patient, um, you know, into the hole and then fast through it, and then once he got another side of that, make moves and still burst when he needed to. Mm -hmm. I watched him, you know, just in the preseason so far, and he may be holding back his burst. You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, um, he may be holding that back, but at the same time, um, what I'm looking for is a for real legit burst from a running back that tells me that you know that you can separate. Mm-hmm. I saw it from AP a little bit already. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was gonna ask because they um I've been seeing a lot of people in the last week talk more about AP than than Darius Geis. In terms of drafting AP first, because Geis might not be the the number one guy yet, um, and that that's know. that's what? something I'm 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 kind of iffy on that too, because I think Geis has it. Man, I watched Geis in um, you, if you remember, Geis was the guy for LSU after mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette left. Right. Right. So at some point they were both there, and Geis would still shine when Leonard was there. And then when Leonard left, he became the sole star there, mm-hmm. right? And they haven't, you know, really been able to have another star yet since he's left. Even though I think they just, you know, uh, signed one this offseason. Mm-hmm. But if you, I think his name is Emory. Emory. So I think maybe they have their next, you know, big time running back over LSU. 
But Geis, when he was holding down the floor by himself, he was a beast, man. He was an absolute beast. And he's ready and motivated. And I feel like him dealing with um, an AP, a learning from an AP, mm-hmm. makes him a better running back. Oh, most definitely. So the question is, like, and I don't know, AP don't super love to share like that. <laughs> yeah. But, no, he's not good at that. But yeah. um, he won't be. He won't be in a position where he's the sole star, and and I really believe, man, you, you're going to see something great from Geist this year. I think so, too. I don't I know think how so great. I don't know how great. Yeah. Another running back that, a people, that a lot of, I've heard uh, some people talking about saying not to draft so early is Le'Veon Bell. Yo, so I just saw this tweet. It was either a tweet or a comment somewhere, either on IG or, um, or Twitter, where it said, when have you seen Le'Veon Bell be on the field and not be great? That's you know what's what's crazy too. I actually have a lot of expectations and um, I have high expectations for Le'Veon Bell this year because. So where are you pulling them? Of Darnold. So where are you pulling the um, a Lev Bell? You know what? I actually got him in the second round. That's the perfect place. I got him in the second round. I, I drafted uh, DeAndre Hopkins first and then got Le'Veon Bell and then got Patrick Mahomes third round. My guy, if Bell is there, you if Bell him. is there in that round, in the second round, I you mean, that's that's definite. You get him because I think, I think uh, New York is going to surprise a lot of people this year. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them do very well this season. Uh, Darnold looks really good. And I think what um, what he's able to do with his uh, with his receivers is going to open up a lot for Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon Bell can also catch out of the backfield too. Like I think people people tend to forget what how great he is just because he was off last year. Yeah, it's easy it's easy to forget, bro. It's easy it to is. forget it is. how cold he was, um, but. Some people feel like it's hard to take a year off of, of a sport and come back and dominate it. But we've seen it in the past, but I've only from the greats, lot. bro. Yeah, and I think I think Le'Veon will show that. Le'Veon, he, he's not, he's not, he sucks as a rapper, but I mean, he's awesome as a running he's back. Worse. I, mm. Like, well, no, no, my bad. He's not the worst. No, worst. he's not the I think worst. The shock is the worst. I, I, but. <laughs> He's trash I mean, as a rapper. No. Right, <laughs> he's, he's just trash. He's not, he's not good. He's trash. But, he's not good. But he's no Damian Lillard. No, no. And I think of athletes, Damian Lillard has to be one of the best as a rapper. Um, Him and Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is good. Lonzo's good. Lonzo's good. Um, but I'm not. I'm not putting Le'Veon anywhere near those two. Those guys at all. Yo, one day we got to do our. Um, um, we got to do a top five athlete rapper list. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because I want to know where Shaq falls. <laughs> <laughs> and Kobe too. <laughs> and Dion and Dion. Well, yeah. I don't know if he was rapping though. He was singing. Yeah, he was. I think. Yeah, he was singing. He was. Yeah, it's it's. We can definitely do that. We can definitely do that because there's a lot of guys to talk about with that. Yep. Um. 
But yeah, I think Le'Veon is going to surprise a lot of guys this year just because they have not they didn't see him in a, in in uh, on the field last season. Um, so I expect a lot from him, uh, fantasy wise and production wise on the field. I just I just I expect a lot from him. Bro, I just want to see one basketball rapper not use a basketball metaphor while they rap. <laughs> Man, life is like a ball. You never know. <laughs> never know how it bounces. Like, come on, man. <laughs> that's Le'Veon Bell's uh, type of type of rhythm right there. That's that's his rhyme scheme right there. Le'Veon, something weird, man. Like he, he just be saying crazy stuff. Yeah, and the videos I are guess, trash too. Man, somebody was like, "Yo, you got money, you got women. Bro, just got talk f- about that." It's not yeah. even just that. Dude got. He got signed for what, 50, 50 million? Somewhere around there? I forgot the numbers on that. But it's I know somewhere it, around that I neighborhood. know it's crazy. And it looks like he's using iMovie for his videos. It's absolutely Bro, trash. Sometimes that's what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely trash. But yeah. He didn't, wanna, he didn't wanna have nobody else have to do it. You feel what I'm saying? Like <laughs> this is a side gig. He ain't spending no real money on this. Unless someone's recording with their Android. I, I digress, though. <laughs> I, I, I expect a lot from him this year, though. I think, um, uh, where would you rank him among uh, running backs? Because keep in mind, we don't know what's going on with Zeke. And Melvin Gordon seems to be holding out into the regular season. That's another guy, though. Are you drafting him at all? Melvin? Yeah. Oh, man. So, um with Melvin, I probably I'm I'm probably taking a flyer late, a really late flyer. I bro, Lev Bell really made <laughs> Lev Bell really kind of set a new standard for holding out. Yeah, he did. Like up he until did. last year, nobody believed the player when they said I'm out until you pay me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And now. With all these guys who really just f- are following the Lev Bell model, now think about it, bruh. Lev Bell made teams pay up. The Saints paid Michael Thomas because of the Lev Bell. Well, I mean, they they seen the Lev Bell situation. They already wanted to pay him. I'll say that, right? Oh yeah, most but when a player sits out now, now a team really takes that more seriously. Mm-hmm. Looking at what happened with Pittsburgh last year. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and James Conner is also somebody we got to talk about, too. Ooh. But because he did extremely well last year in Lev Bell's absence, and there's no reason to believe he can't do that again. You expect the same level of production? I expect a similar level of production. My only problem is that there's no A.B. there. So last year it was it was incredible because you had A.B. and Juju Right, and then sometimes Jane Washington um underneath, and you know all those kind of little weapons there. Mm-hmm. Right, um, the tight end was a great weapon, uh, and, and McDonald. So you had a lot going on, right? The problem is, is what's going to happen when AB's not there to remove that, you know, that over the top threat. Like defenses can come a little closer to the line now. I do still respect Juju. I think he's the number one, right? Um, mm-hmm. but you don't have last year you had a one A and one B, which right. made defenses play the pass a lot. 
opening up lanes for James Conner underneath, who can also catch the ball out of the backfield, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But that won't be there as much this year, right? Like, you're going to probably play um, – I don't know if you're playing Juju straight up or double-teaming him, but most likely straight up mm-hmm. because I don't – I'm not as fearful of your next receiver. Right. Exactly. So, I'm, I, I feel like the offense is a little bit more um, – and they still didn't make the playoffs last year. No. So now you look at this team. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I feel like James could. I still feel like James can do well in that situation. I still feel like James will be okay. Um, who you, are we talking about before, outside of James? Uh, Melvin Gordon. Going down that hole. Melvin Gordon. Um, yeah, Melvin Gordon. So with Melvin Gordon, like I said, bro, um, teams are taking these things seriously now. Fans and fantasy owners are even taking it more seriously now. Yeah, but because you no remember way. what everyone did last year when they when they drafted uh, Le'Veon Bell, expecting right. him to come back, right? So is that a yeah. risk that you're taking with Melvin Gordon or not? It's a risk I'm taking. Is it? Yep. You know who I drafted? Who Zeke? Austin Eckler. That's smart. As long like you should not, do he's both. He's not primary. He's not primary. Um, but he's uh he's a backup. Yeah, you should draft both. Like, yeah. um, if if I'm drafting Eckler, then I'm drafting Gordon. Do you expect that to be resolved by the end of the season? Before the end of the season, because with that's, Melvin Gordon, with Melvin Gordon, because I'm I'm that's the reason why I drafted uh, Eckler. Because I, I think I think Eckler, they're going to take their time. When I watch Eckler and I watch Justin Jackson, I feel like you need Melvin Gordon. I I agree. I agree. So. So I feel like at some point it gets done. Um, I think they may be waiting. So in the, if you remember in the Michael Thomas situation, they didn't really have to wait for anybody. A lot of people thought that they would wait until Julio's still – well, I'm sorry, they would try to jump ahead of Julio mm-hmm. to make sure that you know Julio doesn't reset the market, making them have to pay even more to Michael Thomas. Right. And, and so in this case, um, bro, they may be waiting for the Zeke deal to get done. But they may be smart and try to get ahead of that because Zeke's deal, according to on the sidelines, because I'm I'm watching the group. <laughs> <laughs> um, a- according to the post, I think you posted this morning. It mm-hmm. sounds like they're closer to a deal that would make him the second highest paid running back to Ty Gurley, right? And the numbers are really close. Well, they offered that already. And that, that yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what they're offering. But yeah, um, but he hasn't taken I'm, it. I'm I'm also hearing they were closer to a deal. So. I don't know if he says no or yes or yes to that, but I know that's closer to being done than what I'm hearing from Melvin Gordon's camp. And they yeah. may be waiting for that deal to get done. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Zeke will get done significantly faster than than Gordon. Um but that that also makes you think about your, your draft strategy as well, because are you taking Zeke in round one or two? Because we might not see Zeke in the first couple of weeks of the season. Is that something you may you're not, willing to do? But, but bro, here's here's my thing on all these guys, man. My thing on all these guys is they have viable backups. So, when if you're doing it, and okay, this this is the thoughts I'm gonna give to everybody out there, right? Okay. So if you're gonna go out and you're gonna get a um, Melvin Gordon and you're gonna make the early investment in him. Then mm-hmm. go out and also maybe like two or three rounds, maybe even four rounds after, go mm-hmm. get Austin Eckler. While nobody's paying attention. Mm-hmm. That way, 
you can start Austin Eckler while the situation gets worked out, right? And then if you're going to go and get a Zeke, right, mm-hmm. even early or a little later, wherever he falls, go get Tony Pollard. Because yeah. that guy, yeah, like, they're the reason why um, Jerry Jones is like, Zeke who? Yeah. Like, <laughs> because yeah. The, the kid looks good. And yeah, yeah. And behind that offensive line, which should be back to dominance now that their center's back, right? Uh-huh. They should be ready, you know, you, they should be ready to open up those lanes again and making them that line that can help almost any running back. He looked good last week in his preseason, um, in his preseason game. Boy, did If he, he looks good this week too, yeah, man, look, go ahead and make the investment. And if you have Tony Pollard and Austin Eckler, but behind both of them, you have, uh, you know, uh, Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott, then you could be straight. Yeah, you're not you're not losing much because once they come back as starters, you can drop the other guys and go get someone it, else to fill in. Especially in a PPR. Yeah, yeah. Especially in a PPR, um, because and here's the cool part, man. It's super cool if you have um, an IR spot. Like they they are in some leagues. In some leagues, there's a, a injured reserve spot. Yeah, I try to add that on mine, and it's not showing. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> now nah, I feel you, cause I mean I I had it. I thought I think I added it to to um to one of the other leagues we're in. But um, if you have a spot like that, then you better believe I'm going to grab um either one of those guys and just drop them in that spot. Put them in that then, spot, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I'm moving on. So that way you maximize, man. As a player, you get a chance to maximize, and you get a chance to really, um, you know, flex your muscle if that situation ever works out. Yeah. Yeah. What What would you say about Josh Jacobs? Um, Josh Jacobs? I like him. Um, you're talking about the running back for Oakland, right? For Oakland, yeah. I like him, and I also believe that he'll be um, – I, I think he'll be a good investment as well. I just don't know when I'm taking him. He seems like a late-round guy too, like right. a 10, 11, 12. He right. seems like um, he could be a starter for some in a, like a 14-team, 16-team league situation. Yeah. I, I, I think I – think, uh, I, I just wouldn't take him until like a later round. That that's my only thing. I would probably take him in a later round, but I think I think he's worth the investment as well. Yeah. So, yo, um, this is my last question because we're getting to that mark. But um, yes, sir. When if you have the number one pick in your fantasy draft, mm. right? Who are you selecting at number one, and then who are you selecting? At number twenty, <laughs> the next time you you pick. Well, I think I think running back has to be the first option. If you have the number one overall pick, the 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 depth in terms of elite running backs is is less than the depth of elite wide receivers. Um, man, because of Zeke's holdout, I can't say Zeke because, and I, I look, I know people are going to get, feel some type of way about me, about me saying this, but 
I believe wholeheartedly in Saquon Barkley. Um, I'm not you sure. You trying to make your Philly fans mad? No. Oh, I don't care about that. I'm just saying I you don't, don't care about them. I, I do, <laughs> <laughs> I do, but I don't. I don't care if they get mad if I if I compliment Barkley. Um, he's also a Penn State guy, so you know that should that should give me some type of leeway. But mm-hmm. I, I think um, I think Barkley should be a number one or number two pick overall. So I'm not I'm not denigrating him at all. Um, but I think. I think it should be Alvin Kamara if uh if you're if you're looking at number one overall pick and a sure fire thing in terms of points um from week one. Not not to say that, that Saquon would wouldn't be the same, but that offensive line and knowing that everyone is game planning for Barkley this year, you're not game planning for for uh for Odell. Um, so I, I, I think knowing that the, the eyes are completely on Barkley, I think that's going to take his production down just a tad bit, but he's so elusive as well. So I, I don't think he'll, you know, have an issue um, with scoring points. I just, I, I think if, if you're looking for, for sure thing, I would take Alvin Kamara one and then, if you're talking about pick 20 with my second round pick, who's available? Um, Odell could be available at that point. Um, Jarvis Landry could be available. In some of the drafts that I've seen, Antonio Brown has actually still been available. Um around that point. So I, I I would go running back receiver in the first two rounds. Wow. I think in my first round I'm going Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> what? And in the second round I'm going um <laughs> now I think with that first pick, uh, that I think you make a good point, Elvin Kamara. I'm scared a little bit for Elvin Kamara. Because, um, like, it it will be his show. Uh, yeah. It will be a show, and a lot of the offense will kind of go through him. But Breeze has other weapons. He does. And, and, and just, just like you like made that point, does. you made a point a few weeks ago about Jared Cook being there, too. Yeah. I, I think he opens up a lot for Alvin Kamara as well. And I think he does open like there's weapons in the other there's a, there's a lot more weapons now and because there's more weapons I feel like um, you know Drew's never been a fan of just any one person he's a fan of the open guy right it's, until Michael Thomas got there yeah and all of yeah. a sudden he became a fan of one guy yeah so the offense ran through two guys last year Elvin Kamara and Michael Thomas I just don't know if it'll be the same way this year. So, um, Elvin, I'm a little worried because I feel like there's more competition for touches with Elvin. But I feel, and I think, you know, he may feel, he may see, because there's not a second wide receiver, he may see, and there's still not a second wide receiver, by the way. Right. For the Saints, there's not a second guy. Right. Well, I mean. Except for Jared Cook. Jared Cook's our second guy now. And where's that? There's not a second wide receiver. Huh? Where's that put Traquan uh, Smith? 
Traquan is actually, um, I would say third. No, let's say in the offense, he'd probably be fourth or fifth option. The uh, first yeah. option yeah, right that's, now that's is um, is probably Michael Thomas. Passing option is Michael Thomas. Second passing option uh, would be Alvin Kamara. Third one is I'm sorry. Second probably be Jared Cook or Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's three. Um, Ted Ginn is just a starting receiver opposite of um, Michael Thomas still. Yeah, because he's still winning that you know winning that race. Nobody's taking it from him. Another guy who's been getting a lot of buzz in camp is this guy named Emmanuel Butler. Okay. Um, but that hasn't translated to the game yet. He has a great chemistry. He has great chemistry with Drew, um, but he doesn't seem to have great chemistry with Teddy Bridgewater, and that's what we've been seeing in live action. Mm. But in practices, the one you're the the guy you're seeing is um, you can see Emmanuel Butler. You hear more a buzz about him than you do about Traquan Smith, even though Traquan Smith is still listed. As um as that third receiver, as that slot guy right now. Okay. So, but there's a huge battle for wide receivers in in New Orleans right now. But to to the point that I was making earlier, there's still not a guy manning that second spot that you have to fear. Right, 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 right. So, um, but that's why I'm I'm skeptical about AK. Um, but I'm less skeptical about McCaffrey because he's McCaffrey. going to get the ball. Yeah. All the time. I just yeah. don't know if Cam's going to be there. Yeah. Right? Like, um, if Cam's there, then, man, look, McCaffrey is going to eat. He's going to eat. So I look at Saquon Barkley, McCaffrey, and Elvin Kamara as those three guys that I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. I just don't know. Right? Um, Yo, for that second pick, I'm, pro- I'm about to get back-to-back picks right there. Right? Mm-hmm. So I may go with the top two tight ends in the game. Yeah, I who may are you go choosing? with Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. Um, or I may go if it depends on if OJ's there. So if, if Odell's still there, then of course, right? I think Odell's going to be there a lot more than people think in the second and third round. It depends on which which league you're in, and yeah, in leagues like the ones me and you play in, we got too many savvy guys. To allow, you know, for Odell to be there at that pick, I don't see it. There's too many Odell loving guys in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which actually opened up for me a lot. Allowed, that allowed me to get uh, Jarvis Landry. I think I got him in like the fifth or sixth round. But yeah, and it depends on what type of yeah. league I'm in. If I'm in, a, if yeah. I'm in a um, in a regular standard in a standard league that's not PPR, mm-hmm. then it may be running back right there or tight end. Right. Um, but if I'm legit, or honestly, at that point, it may be quarterback for me. If if nobody has taken a quarterback yet. Yeah, yeah. How how early are you taking a quarterback? If it you, depends. If, on, on, it depends on, on the league. Yeah, just just it depends for, on the league and the rules. Yeah. So so PPR leagues. What what um, what round are you taking? Like it a depends on the quarterback point scale. So. Even in a PPR, the quarterbacks, the passing touchdowns could still be four points, right. and there could be no points per completion. But in leagues that um, that I manage, right, there's always .5, I think there's .5 points per completion or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going after guys who throw the ball a lot. Right. Um, so I could pull a quarterback as early as I mean I, I shock some people with how early I may pull a quarterback. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it may be stupid early. Yeah. Um, Shoot, that's why that's why I got uh, Patrick Mahomes in round three. I knew he was gonna yeah, be taken. It, it may it may be dumb early, like, but mm-hmm. it really depends on how you know who I'm in the league with and who who pull that trigger as fast as I'll pull that trigger. Right. Because if you're in the league, I'm telling you right now, you're in the league with Will Smith, man, you better pick him first overall if you got a chance. <laughs> yeah. If you ain't going to see Patrick Mahomes after that. Yeah, yeah. If he in the first round drafting, bro, he taking Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I expect him to if that, if he's a, if he's able to. So, yep. But, <laughs> yo, it's, it's been another fun week, my dude. Great times, man. This has uh, been another episode of On the Sidelines. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Another episode of The Sideline, guys. Um, plug plug away your stuff again, bro. Yo, MTNV Sports. You can check us every Saturday morning on Dash Ready on the Dash Radio app on GH3 Radio. We do um MTNV Sports and music. It is a phenomenal sports and music show. You're gonna get the hottest in Christian hip hop. Um, you can just get the hottest in music. Period, man. It's just gonna be a, a dope show. Last week, um, our playlist was dope. Like Toby and Nick Way was on there. Um, and I'm probably saying his name wrong, but he cold blooded. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he like, is. To- Toby is off the chain, man. We had um John Keith on the show, like, um, and then this week on the show, we're we got an interview with Jeremiah Spicer, and if you don't know him, uh, yeah. then you gotta listen to the show. Have you heard about him? I've been seeing you uh post about him, bro. Yeah. So his show, I mean, not his show, but his story is so crazy because you know he came from like the slums, like his. His mom had him on the streets, man, and he went from that to um, to leading the Arena League as their defensive player of the year. After that, he's now the story of the XFL. So the XFL is posting his story everywhere. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's just been hustling over and over again um, trying to get in um, to, you know, all these leagues. The um, San Diego Chargers bought him out for, for workouts and and. Um, bought him out for like a day on their campus because they promised. He talked to the coach. The coach said, "If you can go to this other league and you know lead the league in tackles, lead the league in uh, in defense, right? Um, then I'll give you a shot." That dude said, "All right, bet." He went over to the Arena League, <laughs> became the defensive player of the year, came back and he was like, "All right, I want my shot." And he gave and he made sure he got a shot, man. That's awesome. He made sure he got a shot. And so he's worked out for several NFL teams, the Bengals. Um, he's had workouts with the Chargers, the Panthers. And he's just right on the cusp of, of making his football dreams come true. I'm so excited, and I can't wait for people to hear about his story. On top of that, we got another interview with this young um, reporter. His name is Tariq Wynn. He's been going everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't wait for y'all to hear that story either. So I don't want to talk too much about it. I don't want to spoil it. But um, MTNV Sports and Music Show. Like that, that pops off every Saturday. Check that out. And if you missed the show, it's cool. You can go right there to the to Apple Podcast. Look up MTNV Sports and Mu- I mean, look up MTNV Sports, and you'll get the interviews from the Sports and Music Show every single week. And those will be dropping probably on Monday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you guys go check that out. Um, follow us uh, on Facebook, and Instagram uh, at at Sideline Guys, and on Twitter. We are, we we just uh, opened up our Twitter account. That's OTS Guys, um, and uh, we we have a lot of uh, shows that are about to to drop. We have three more shows that we've added to the network, so um, we'll be announcing those uh, this weekend uh, for you guys to check out. And 
Derek Watch pulled that shit. fantasy move on me, man. Say again? He pulled that fantasy move on me and, and, and plucked on my guy. Highlight. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, love man. that move, by the way, man. Hey, man, look. <laughs> it was. It's like when you have one of those top free agents that uh, that you just know can pop off. It's like, yep. why not? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Go get him. Go you get him. Yeah, you man. You did it, bro. Yeah, so... We'll we'll, uh, we'll be announcing those shows uh, this weekend. Actually, I'll probably just go ahead and just announce them today because uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I I can't wait. I can't wait. So I, I I'm I'm looking forward to uh, everyone joining the network and uh, you guys hearing what we have coming up. So it's been great talking to you, bro. Absolutely, bro. All right, man. You take it easy. You too. All right. <laughs>